Welcome to the Bot Canon, where we take the first 100 words of classic pieces of human literature and give it to an AI to finish. Today, we're reading Christie's Great Idea by Anne M. Martin. The Babysitter's Club. I'm proud to say it was totally my idea, even though the four of us worked it out together. Us is Marianne Spear, Claudia Kishi, Stacy McGill, and me, Christy Thomas. I got the idea on the first Tuesday afternoon of seventh grade. It was a very hot day. It was so hot that in my unair conditioned school, Stony Brook Middle School, the teachers had opened every single window and door and turned off all the lights. My hair stuck damply to the back of my neck, and I wished I had a rubber band so I could tie up my ponytail. As I sat at my desk in the fifth grade classroom, I chewed on a pencil and turned the page of my social studies book. Hmm, said Marianne in her know-it-all voice. That's funny. What's funny? I asked. She pointed to a picture of a cartoon ostrich, which wasn't actually an ostrich, of course, or anything a grown-up might describe as an ostrich, but which was called an ostrich. The ostrich was wearing a dark green hat and a dark green coat and a polka dot scarf. I laughed. That is funny. I drew it, Marianne said. That gives me an idea, I said. What's your idea? Claudia asked. I'll show you my idea, I told them. I opened up my notebook and drew a quick sketch of a line of babysitters. Maybe we can make a club, I said. What's the club for? Claudia asked. I rolled my eyes. I couldn't believe Claudia didn't get it. Babysitters, Claudia. Babysitters. Oh, she giggled. Babysitters, Claudia, I repeated. Everyone needs babysitters so we can be babysitters. I need a babysitter, said Stacy McGill, right now. Who do you need me to babysit, I asked. I want Christy to babysit me. I want Christy to babysit me right now. Stacy was my best friend, and I called her babysitting Stacy. Why do you need a babysitter, Stacy? I asked. You're old enough to babysit yourself. In fact, I was going to ask you to be one of the babysitters. Because Annie's here, Stacy said, and you're my best friend, Christy, so I want you to babysit me. But Annie said you have to babysit her, too. Annie, I exclaimed. I remembered Annie, Stacy's best friend. She was in the sixth grade, which was in the big school on the big campus, which was three miles away. Why do I have to babysit Annie? She's coming over, Stacy said. Isn't she coming over? I shrugged. I don't know. She's your friend. We all thought it was a little weird that Stacy was an 8th grader who was best friends with a 6th grader, much less one who had to be babysat, but we didn't say anything. What should I bring with me to babysit, I asked. I'm bringing this, she said, holding up her flute. Okay, bring that, I said. Bring something for Annie, too. I don't know, Stacy said. What should I bring? I thought for a moment and then suggested, kids like flowers. Is that right? Stacy said. Do kids like flowers? They like artificial flowers, I said. They're pretty good. Do girls like artificial flowers? Stacy asked. I don't know, I said. I was starting to feel like Stacy didn't really want me to babysit at all. I wondered if she was mad at me. I'd have to find out that night when I showed up to babysit Annie. That evening, when I showed up at Stacy's house with my flute to babysit, she was sitting on the couch with my aunt, Carol Ann. Hi, Christy, Stacy said, jumping up. Come on in. Hi, Stacy, I said. This babysitter is awesome, she said to Annie, who was sitting with Carol Ann. You'll be right upstairs with Christy and Stacy, Carol Ann said. I won't be back for two hours, and I will be home by eight so I can take you to the mall. Okay, Stacy said. 
Carol Ann left, and my first real babysitting job began. I decided to start with Stacy. I showed her some of my picture books, and we read some stories. When Stacy was finished reading her chapter book, I said, Well, it's time for the flute, Stacy. Okay, Stacy said. I took my flute out and began to play When the Saints Go Marching In. Stacy played along with me and grinned at me every time she got a sour note. Stacy McGill, I'd say, you are a flute genius. Stacy took the flute and said, I'll show you how to play it. And she began to play the notes on her own. You are seriously a flute genius, Stacy McGill, I said. Can I trade you? Stacy asked. What do you mean? I've got a new game, Stacy said. How do you play? I asked. I hide and you try to find me, Stacy said. I like that game, I said. I hide and you try to find me, Stacy said, pirouetting around the living room. And I get to be a munchkin. Um, okay, I said. How will you be a munchkin? By not moving. I will remain perfectly still and be the munchkin. Okay, that sounds easy enough, I said. I'll be a good munchkin. Stacy hid and I couldn't find her. Stacy McGill, I said. Where are you? Stacy didn't answer. I walked over to her and touched her leg. Stacy jumped a foot in the air and screamed. What? I said, what's wrong? Stacy was frozen, staring straight ahead at nothing. Stacy, I said. She pointed silently, and I turned to see what she was pointing at. Then I saw Annie standing in the doorway. Annie was dressed all in purple. She was wearing a purple skirt, purple tights, and purple shoes with purple bows. Hi, I said. Hi, Stacy said. Annie walked around the living room, staring at Stacy. Stacy seemed nervous seeing Annie wearing all purple, but I wasn't sure why, until Annie walked up to her and patted her on the head. Hi, Stacy, Annie said. Stacy's eyes got big, and she jumped back. Hi, Stacy said. Don't touch me. Annie smiled, and her smile was a little too wide. She touched you, Stacy screamed. She touched you, and she touched me, and she touched you, and she touched me. Calm down, Stacy, I said. But whenever she touches anyone, she touches everyone. Whenever she touches anyone, she touches everyone. Whenever she touches anyone, she touches everyone. Stacy, I said, stop saying the same thing over and over. She touches everyone. Stacy was hysterical. I had to calm her down. Annie's your friend, I said. She's not going to hurt anyone. I walked over to Stacy and tried to pat her back, but she barely even flinched. Annie let out an evil laugh and clapped her hands. I've got her, she said. Stacy's jaw tightened. I could see the muscles in her neck tightening. You can't touch my friends, Stacy screamed. You can't touch my friends. I'll stop you if you try, I said, standing in front of Stacy and blocking Annie from touching her. Yes, I can, Annie said. I've got you, and you've got nothing, because I'm stronger than you. You just believe in yourself. That's all I need, I said, and I used my power of belief to make Stacy's muscles relax. Her jaw relaxed, her neck relaxed. That's all I need, I said again. Stacy looked at me. Her eyes were normal again. You are stronger than me, Stacy said. Because I believe in myself, I said. I looked at Annie, who ran away, and I knew we'd be safe now. Now let's go play hide-and-seek, Stacy said. Sure, I said. Stacy hid, and I tried to find her. I couldn't. Stacy laughed the whole time that I was trying to find her. 
We played the whole night, and I knew that babysitting had been a good idea. But from now on, when I babysat, I'd bring along my flute. If you would like to suggest a book for us to read or be a guest reader on a future episode, please email us at thebotcanon at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at thebotcanon. <laughs>